1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just a reminder to you, please do remember that on Saturday from 10 to 1, that we will be um, having the Easter extravaganza. And we, I think we have about 50,000 eggs for the kids to have. Oh, no, just use this. We just use that. All right. The Easter extravaganza, we need your help, so I hope you'll come be a part of that, and let's be a blessing to our community. You should be, receive a little handout tonight. This is the second of those handouts. We are, we are studying on spiritual gifts. As I shared with you about 15 years ago when I came here on Sunday night, we went through spiritual gifts. And we did that on a Sunday night setting, which is a little bit different than what we're doing now because it's from a preaching event versus this being a teaching event. It gives you an opportunity to ask questions or to be able to uh, seek to get some clarity about some things. So we're going to go through spiritual gifts again. Many people weren't here with us uh, regarding spiritual gifts at that time. And the other part is some people weren't here on Sunday night to hear that uh, study. So I hope that everybody uh, will learn something from it. All right, has everybody got a copy of this handout here? Everybody got a copy? Make sure you got it. This is the second of the handouts. And last week we just answered some questions regarding spiritual gifts. What are spiritual gifts? How are they compared to natural talents that somebody has? When do you get spiritual gifts? Who has a spiritual gift? Who's the giver of those spiritual gifts? At that time also we introduced to you that, that what I believe in regard to spiritual gifts is there, there are three categories of spiritual gifts. It's not just we have spiritual gifts, but here based in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I believe that the Lord identifies it through his word and Paul's writing that there are actually three categories of gifts. And we want to talk about those three categories of gifts tonight. And that sets the framework of how we study the rest of the gifts. Because as we identify each one of the categories, then we'll go through each of the categories and identify the characteristics of those gifts and how they apply together. So tonight we're going to be focused on chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 4 through 7. That's what it says. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth regarding gifts. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Before we talk about gifts, second, do you catch the rhythm of those, of those statements, of those statements that are made in, in verses 4 through 6? Notice what it says. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of, what? Ministries, but what? The same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God. So in those three verses, we've identified the triune God. He's God. He's Lord. He's the Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
And that, that puts the unity together that, that this aspect of spiritual gifts, this aspect of God providing for children, his children, and giving them gifts, is not just what one person of the Godhead does. It's, it's every person of the Godhead. God the Father's involved in it. God the Son's involved in it. God the Spirit's involved in it. And they're the giver of gifts. Now, the other unique thing about it is not only is it to identify the triune God, it identifies the three different gifts. It says in verse 4, there are a variety of gifts. In verse 5, there are a variety of ministries. And in verse 6, there are a variety of effects. Okay? And those three verses identify, verse 7 ties to verse 6, identify the three types of gifts. Now, if you open up your little study guide... The first thing I want you to see is the three types of gifts. They're in bold print there. One of those is motivational gifts. The motivational gifts in verse 4. Down below that is in bold print the ministry gifts in verse 5. And then over on the other page, manifestation gifts in verse 6 and 7. Right? So I believe there are three types of gifts. There are motivational gifts, there are ministry gifts, and then there are manifestation gifts. And those are identified in four different, four different places in Scripture. And I, I give each one of those places to you in Scripture, all right? The first thing we're going to talk about, though, is the, just defining those three types of gifts. The motivational gifts, the ministry gifts, and the manifestation gifts. So let's start with the first one motivational gifts. It says in verse 4, there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. That word gifts is the word charisma, all right, charisma, which literally means a gift of grace. Charis is the word grace, all right? Charis is the word grace. Charisma, which is M-A added to charis, is the grace gift. Gift given by the grace of God. All right, so here you are as a lost person, and then you get saved, and the Holy Spirit comes to live in your life. You get redeemed, and God is going to impart to you a gift. He's going to impart to you a motivational gift, all right? And it's not because you've done anything. It's not because you've earned anything. It's not because you're better than anybody. God's just going to give you a grace gift. That means an unmerited favor, an undeserved kindness. You can't earn it. God is just going to impart a gift to you. A gift that is going to be used in the kingdom of God. A gift that's going to be a blessing to other people in the family of God. He imparts that gift to you, as we said last week. When? When you get saved. God gives to you that motivational gift. It is a grace gift. He endows this upon believers. Now, let's talk about that motivational gift for just a second. Number one, a motivational gift is the basic inward drive which God places in each Christian to express his love. In other words, the motivational gift, if you want to put it in simple terms, is who you are. It's who you are and it's how you function. God gives to you a particular gift, and through that gift, it is this inward drive of how you do things, how you see things, how you approach things, how, how you minister to others, is this motivational gift. 
And as you'll see in a minute, there are seven of them. Okay, there's seven of them. And you're going to have one of those seven. One of those seven. And as we go through, I'm going to identify the characteristics of each of those motivational gifts. I'm going to share with you what your strengths are, what you like to do, and what you don't like to do, and what, how you're misunderstood, and, and how the, you, you don't necessarily get along with certain other gifts. All those things reveal the motivational gift that you are. But God gives to you this gift that is the driving force for you. All right? Now, two, this is the Christian's main gift. Or if you said, well, what is your spiritual gift? This is how you're going to identify yourself. One of those seven. I'm going to be, I'm going to have the spiritual gift of the prophet or prophecy. Or I'm going to have the spiritual gift of mercy. Or I'm going to have the spiritual gift of teaching. And that's going to be the main gift that you function from. Function from. Now, you're going to do ministry gifts out there, as you'll see in a minute. But you know how you're going to do them? You're going to do them from the motivation of either the teacher, the prophet, mercy, service. Whatever your motivational gift, you're going to do your ministry gifts out of that particular motivation. And it's going to be distinctly different than somebody who has a, a different gift than you. You're going to approach it distinctly different. Neither one of them are right or wrong. It's just different because you're functioning from a different motivation. All right? Look at three. Every Christian has one and only one motivational gift, and it does not change. All right, listen. Every Christian has one motivational gift. And it does not change. It's not like you're going to have two or three gifts. Now, in ministry gifts, you may have two or three ministry gifts. In ministry gifts, you may have a ministry gift that changes. You may do this one time, and you may do something else another time. There's all kind of ministries you may do. But the motivational gift that you have is going to always be that motivation, that particular gift that you're going to function from. It's just going to be there. Now, how do we know that? Because of what it says regarding that gift. If, if you turn back to Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, it is going to identify that, those spiritual gifts. Okay, The motivational gifts are identified in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 and following. Listen to what it says. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. There's that grace gift, remember? Let each exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now go back to verse 6 a second. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let each one exercise it or him or them accordingly. And it identifies that you need to be focusing on which one of those is your gift. Is, is prophecy your gift? Then do it by faith. If service is your gift, then serve. If teaching is your gift, then do gift. And exhortation, exercise. It's the idea that find out what that spiritual gift is. Find that grace gift and apply it. Now hold on to your... Just for a second, and look over to what Peter says. Last week we looked at this passage in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Kathy, you brought this out last week, if you'll remember. When it says in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, he's speaking about these motivational gifts. He says, 
as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He doesn't say special gifts. He says, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another. Speaking about that motivational gift. So you are going to discover, and you want to discover, what is my motivational gift? What is my motivation that I'm going to be functioning from? I'm going to have one, and it's not ever going to change. It's going to, it's going to be the same all the time. Now, you might stop and say, well, I might have a hard time understanding which one of those is my motivational gift. I mean, maybe I'll have characteristics of each. You will probably have characteristics, especially if you're a more mature believer. You're going to have characteristics of, of all gifts. And you ought to, right? Because who, who, is the, who is the perfect one who has all gifts? Jesus, okay? So Jesus was the perfect example of all gifts. Well, one of our goals as a Christian is what? To grow to be more like Jesus, a Christ, right? Okay. So if I get to be more like Jesus, then I'm going to have more of those characteristics, more of that giftedness in my life. You understand? We're going to have more of that. So it's, it should be, as you grow, more difficult for somebody to identify what is your motivational gift. But whenever we're younger and whenever we're growing and learning... We're going to find out that we do have a motivational gift. And it's going to stand out. Whenever we go through the characteristics, I promise you, it's going to be like somebody read your mail. All right? It's going to be like somebody said, man, that, that's who I am. That's what I face. That's where I... And, and that's how we function. That's how we function, out of that motivation. We need to learn what that motivation is. And we'll understand why we do what we do and how we do those things. Okay? And, and that God gave that to us. So we'll see that and understand. Now look what else it says. It says, the motivational gifts are in Romans 12, 4 through 8. I gave that to you. There are seven motivational gifts, and we listed them for you. Prophecy is one. Service is one. Teaching is one. Exhortation is another. Giving is one. Administration, it says leading or leadership. I call it administration. And the last one is mercy. Okay? So you've got profit to mercy. And, and we're all going to have different we're all going to have different motivations. And the interesting thing is, many times God's going to put us together rubbing shoulders with somebody who has a totally different spiritual gift than I do. Right? For instance, my spiritual gift is prophecy. That's where I function from. Prophecy is just the preaching, the proclaiming, the stating of truth, the standing on the word of God as the authority. That's, that's where I'm from. All right? Now, one of the problems you have is, as a prophet person is prophet people can be hard. They can be hard and mean, tough. You know, it's kind of like, especially when you're, especially, who said that? <laughs> whenever, you know, whenever you're young in prophecy, you, you, you just, you, you shoot everybody and, and then you're nailing everybody and you, they'll say, well, Man, that was your friend, and your answer is, well, they were just standing too close to the enemy. You know, just nail everybody. And, and, and you're kind of, you can be strong, but this is black and white, gray. We don't know nothing about gray. It's black and white, and this is how you have to function. This is what you got to do on that. It's just the way you are. And so you can be perceived as harsh and mean, your response to things. 
hopefully we kind of temper down as we grow a little bit in that. But that's where we function from to begin with. Well, you know who is the exact opposite of that? Mercy. Mercy people. You know what mercy people are? They love everybody. They just love everybody. And no matter what they, anybody does, we ought to forgive them. And we ought to see the best in them. And we ought to just, just be sweet. Be sweet. Well, do you know who I married? I married a mercy person. So here we are, prophet and mercy, you know. And I'm wanting to nail them and shoot them, and she's wanting to love on them. And we're, and we're just, you know, we're, do, we're just in, in a battle how we respond to that totally. Now, why would God do that? Because what, what is God wanting to do in our lives? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what, what happens is, another verse of Scripture, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, or one person. So what happens is, as we live together and we're relating together, where I'm trying to be harsh, she's wanting to be sweet. You know, she's wanting to be sweet. About, and so that just tempers me down, tempers me down. And, and so I become far more merciful, and, and hard to believe, she becomes far more prophetic. Right? Or, or basically, I'm getting sweeter and she's getting meaner. That's... that's, that's that's, that's, if I wanted to know that, I'll tell her about that. But you, you see, you really do see how you have, I have so much more mercy in my life than what I did before I met her, before I spent time with her. And that's what God does with all of us. All of those gifts are, are working in us to make us more like Jesus. But you'll be able to identify your motivational gift. And look what it says. What do we do with the motivational gift? We are called to exercise our gifts. What do we do? Use our gift. Exercise our gift. How do, you, how do you learn what your spiritual gift is? By exercising your gift. Where? In the body of Christ. Do you know why some people do not know where, what their spiritual gift is? Because they've never exercised it. They've never used it. They've been sitting on the sideline too long. They need to get in the game and use that spiritual gift that God gives to them. And then they'll learn what that gift is and learn more about how to exercise. All right? Second thing, very quickly, look at ministry gifts. That's in verse 5. Ministries is the word diaconia, which means service. It's the same word for deacon, to be a servant or a minister. And it's the ministry gift. So look at number one. A ministry gift is the opportunity for Christian service and for each one of us to exercise our motivational gift. In other words, a ministry gift is what I do. Very simple way, a motivational gift is who I am, right? That's who I am in my heart. The ministry gift is what I do with who I am. I'm gonna, that's the action I'm carrying out in my life. Two, this opportunity may or may not be a formal ministry position of the church. Please put a star by that. In other words, ministry gifts are not just for people who are staff members, <laughs> Some people think, well, well, only staff members can do that. No, if we're waiting for all staff members to be the gifted ones, we're, we're waiting for the wrong bus, right? All of us have our gifts. And some people may be in formal ministry or a paid staff, and other people are not formal and they're not paid, but they still have a ministry gift and ministry work that they're supposed to do. All right? Number three, a Christian may have more than one ministry gift and the gift may change. In 
In other words, instead of having one like a motivational gift, you may have two. You may have two things that you are functioning in and doing ministry in the church or in the community. You're doing that, and it may be two totally different things, two totally different things, but you're doing those because God called you to do that. Now, hold on a second. Let's say God picks you up and God moves you to another church. And I've heard people say, well, when I go to one church or the other, this is what I've done before. Well, that may not be what you do there. God may have brought you to a different church to do something totally different in ministry. He may have a different door. And you can do all kinds of ministries from that motivational gift that God gives to you. So you'll have more than one, and you can have different ones at different times. Look at four. The ministry gifts are listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 31. And then Ephesians 4, 7 through 13. Some of those are duplicates. I made a mistake on this. There are actually, instead of there being nine, there are actually ten ministry gifts. And I'll list those for you. The ministry gifts are the ministry gift of apostles, prophets, teaching, miracles, healings, helps, or service, administration, kinds of tongues, evangelism, and pastor-teacher. And notice how I wrote that, though. There are ten ministry gifts listed. Where I believe that there are seven motivational gifts that you're going to function from, I do not know that this list of ministry gifts is exhaustive. There could be other ministries that you do. Other ministries that you do that are still in the ministry gift, but these are the ones that are listed, and there are ten of those. What do we do? We exercise the motivational gift through our ministry gifts. In other words, he says, go exercise your gift. Well, how do you exercise your motivational gift? Through what? Through ministry. Through that ministry gift that I'm going to do. All right? Now, look at the next one. Manifestation gifts. The third type of gift, manifestation. Motivational gifts, ministry gifts, manifestation gifts. The word manifestation is the word effects and our manifestation. You see those Greek words there? And it literally means the effect produced by. The effect that is produced by. And let me explain that in terms of how you relate to motivational ministry gifts. Motivational gifts are who I am. That's who I am. Ministry gifts is what I do. Manifestation gifts is what God does in the life of a person that I minister to. That's the manifestation gift. Manifestation gift is what does the Spirit of God do in the heart and life of other people as I fulfill my ministry gift? Uh, I, I can give you an example of that. The easiest example to give would be a, a preacher stands up to preach the Word of God. When he stands up to preach the Word of God, there are 200 people there. All right. As he preaches that Word of God, there's no way that he can preach one message and it deal with every issue that's in the heart of all those people. But the Spirit of God can. The Spirit of God can. And so while the preacher's preaching using his ministry gift, from his motivational gift, what's happening in the heart of people is they're getting a manifestation that may be different than anybody else. 
Somebody may need a word of wisdom. Somebody may need a word of encouragement in faith and believing. Somebody else might need a word of conviction about sin. You see what I'm saying? All those different things can take place in the body of Christ because the Spirit of God, through manifestation gifts, imparts those things to the people. If I didn't believe that, I would be so intimidated to stand up any time to preach. Because there's no way one man taking one passage can meet all the needs of the congregation. But how can it be met? It can be met because God's Spirit is there manifesting the gifts in the hearts of people and bringing about changes. I I mean, I've stood at invitations and and I've had people respond about that. That was the most encouraging word I've ever heard. Or or that was so convicting to me. How in the world could that be convicting and encouraging at the same time? How could that? Because the manifestation of God's Spirit in their lives, because someone was standing to use the ministry gift from their motivation, God was doing something in them. You got it? All right, so it's the manifestation gifts. Look at number one. Manifestation gifts is the actual result or effect in the lives of those to whom we minister. In other words, how is God speaking to you? What is God saying to you? Two, a Christian may receive more than one manifestation gift at a time. In other words, God may give somebody a word of wisdom and a word of faith at the same time. What well, word of wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. How, how does God see about it? A word of faith is the ability to believe God, believe God for the impossible. Somebody may be struggling, saying, well, I, I know I trust God, or that this is supposed to happen, He gave me a promise, but boy, I'm struggling with that. And all of a sudden, somebody stands up and uses their gift, maybe a Sunday school teacher, and inside of them, there's this gift of faith that they can begin to believe God for that. All right? Look at the other. Number three, in a group... The Holy Spirit will give different manifestations to those in the group. I just talked about that. One person may get one manifestation, one may have another. It's God's Spirit who does that. The manifestation gifts are listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are nine manifestation gifts listed. Once again, I'm not saying that's an exhaustive list, but I'm saying it's the list that's given to us. What are they? A word of wisdom a word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, various kinds of tongues, distinguishing of spirits, interpretation of tongues. We'll get into all those. And like I said, I'm not saying that's exhaustive. Number six. As we exercise our motivational gifts through our ministry gifts, the Holy Spirit determines what manifestations will benefit the receiver. Now, those things put together make for an exciting experience at church. Okay, just think about this at church. We all have our motivational gift, and they're all different. And and every church is going to have... Every one of those gifts, okay? Every church is going to have, they're going to have somebody who has prophecy, going to have somebody mercy, they're going to have somebody who's in help, there's going to have administration, they have all kinds of, all kinds of people. Everybody comes together and they're coming together with their motivation and they're accepting responsibilities to do ministry. They're carrying on ministry using their motivation. And as they're carrying on that ministry using their motivation, we're all here together 
that as we're all here together, God is using all of our gifts to manifest himself to each of our hearts what we need. Do you understand why church ought to be fun? You you understand why church ought to be a, a, a charging station for you? You understand why church ought to be the place where you get a word of wisdom or direction or a word of encouragement? Why is that? Not because the preacher stands up to preach and not because the music director or the choir sang a certain song. It's because all of us came together using our gifts, exercise our gifts in our ministries, and God manifests himself to us in all kinds of ways. You have people say, well, I don't really need church. I can be just as close to God out there on the lake, you know. I can be, well, that might be true. You might be as close to God, but you're not going to be the church. Because you're not going to be using your gift to be a blessing to others so that God manifests himself. And you're not going to receive the gifts of others who are going to be used by God to manifest to you. The church was always intended to be together. And all of our gifts that are working together. The the gifts of the church never work if we're not together. And that's why it's important to learn. Learn what our motivational gifts are. Learn what the ministry gifts are. And then be exercising them so God can use us. Next week we'll start. We're going to look at the first motivational gift. That'll be prophecy in order, okay? And you'll see how all this, if you kind of feel like, well, I'm a little bit confused. That's okay, I stay confused. But just hang in there, okay? Just hang in there for a little bit. I promise you, you're going to have an aha experience. Do you all remember the aha experiences? Do you ever have that aha experience in math class? Some of y'all still haven't had it. You still, yeah. Yeah, you owe me experience. Yeah, aha experience in math class is when a teacher finally does that problem for the fourth time and you get it. You understand how it works, okay? Well, that's what you'll have as we go through this. You're going to have some aha experiences. And the first thing will help you whenever we look at one of the motivational gifts, and you'll see how that gift and where the positive things are and how God uses that gift and where the misunderstandings can be. You're going to come to understand a lot of things. Have you ever been in a committee meeting with somebody, somebody in a committee meeting, and you just they just rub you wrong? I mean, they, they kind of just rub you wrong the way they do things. Like, Come on, don't you act so spiritual. They just rub you wrong. Yeah, I, don't, I tell you what, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that committee meeting. I, that person just I hope they're not here tonight. They just don't like me. You know, they don't like me. Something. You know, no, it's not that. It's usually because that person has a spiritual gift that is iron rubbing you. They approach life different from you. They're going to see things a little different than you. And, and they're going to challenge you in those things. But, but, huh? What? Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. They might not know what theirs is at that time. But, but I'll tell you what, it is eye opening because for the first time, whenever you understand that, yeah, well, there's somebody that just kind of rubs me wrong, that's because their spiritual gift, God's using it in me. God's using me in them to make us more like who? More like Jesus. That's right. More like Jesus. And so we'll want to study that and know it and grasp it and let the Lord use it. One of the most liberating things ever happened to me in my life, ministry, and in and, and, and dealing with other people, was when I came to understand what my motivational gift was and, and why I, I did things or why I saw things the way I saw it and why that certain things would bother me in, in other ways. It helped me tremendously, and I hope it will help you. 
as we learn motivational gifts, who we are, ministry gifts is what we do, and manifestation gifts is what God's doing in the lives of people as we exercise our gifts. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for truth. Use the truth in our lives that we can serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.